0: Hello, and welcome. Uh, My name is Carly Wharton, and I am here with this brand new podcast called I Learned. Uh, It is brand new, brand spanking new, first episode ever. Trust me, there have been many takes leading up to this very moment, but I am telling you, uh, one of the very first things that I learned uh, that I wanted, well, not one of the first things I learned, but one of the first things we're going to talk about is how to go for it, how to be nervous and go for it anyway, how to constantly painstakingly be inside your own head, wondering how does this sound? How's the pitch of my voice? Am I choosing the right words? Am I talking too fast? Am I breathing? (sighs) Obviously not. So yeah, like, All of that, it doesn't ever stop for me anyway. So I've had to learn how to have that chatter going on that, I mean, it borders on self-doubt sometimes to have that going on, that fear or nervousness or apprehension or whatever, whatever you want to call it, to have it going on and to do it anyway, to go for it to just let yourself be seen, to let yourself be (laughs) vulnerable, um, vulnerable. That's a scary word, uh, to let yourself be authentic, to let, to let other people witness your authentic self, not knowing what they're going to think about it. Um, all of that is part of going for it. And like I said, I haven't always known how to do that, um, I think that self-talk of the never-ending list of ways that we could optimize our starting point uh, is how I'm going to say it kindly to myself and to others who might be sitting in that spot right now. Just know we are all there, I think, at some point. I don't think that this that I'm describing is something that is unique to me. I think lots of people could probably relate to it's not good enough yet. I can't, I can't start because it's not good enough yet. And that is the very first thing that I'm going to talk about is that I learned to look that, look that thought in the face, that thought that says, I'm not, I'm not good enough yet. This isn't good enough yet. Whatever that is to look that thought in the face and say, well, too damn bad because we're doing it anyway so moments where i see this popping up in my life are like i do a lot of um a lot of events like uh online zoom events and i swear i'm super chill about the events i put a ton of stuff on the calendar going up to it it's all good and then 15 minutes before it's time to turn on the zoom and greet the people I have butterflies. My heart is pounding. My shoulders are tense. I can't breathe. What am I going to say? Oh my God, why did I schedule it for 90 minutes? How am I going to talk about this for 90 minutes? I don't even know what I'm going to say. And it just, that's when it starts. And so in that moment, I've learned how to go for it. And I'm going to say the biggest thing that I can say about how do I actually go for it is that I have to calm myself down. I have to quiet my mind for a second. I have to be able to say to my own physiology that I hear you. I hear these stress hormones that are being released into my blood that are making my shoulders like up to my ears that are making my heart pound. Like I feel you. I hear you body that you're scared, that these are things that you're scared of. And I do a few of those, you know, like you just. And even in this moment, that feels really good most of the time. When I feel my energy getting really tight, which it can do because I have high, fast-moving energy. So, you know, like, that's great. I want, I think a lot of us like that fast-paced, good-feeling energy. Like, of course you want that, but we're all also carrying resistance. So when that fast energy meets our resistance, that can get a little bit uncomfortable, but... I learned that, you know, a few deep breaths in that moment, in that, you know, I have 10 minutes until go live on this event. I have, you know, I'm in that space right before it starts. And I could spend these next 1000 seconds, these next 10 minutes uh thinking about all the ways that I could be humiliated and you know, outcast from society because I can't I can't think of my words or I offend someone or like all the different reasons that you doubt yourself in that moment. You could spend that time doubting yourself or you could spend that time taking a few deep breaths and using the bathroom one more time and taking a sip of water and really feeling it swish around your mouth and looking at the plant on your desk or whatever, just petting your cat or whatever it is that brings you that physical comfort in that moment. You could choose, you could choose to relax and trust that from that relaxed place that you're going to get whatever, whatever experience is meant for you in the moment is going to happen no matter which way you walk into it. So I learned that, okay, if I just relax, most of the time, it's going to be fine. If this is the worst part, the sitting before it starts, like once it's going, I don't have time to think about that. I'm I'm in the middle of it. I'm, I'm doing what I need to be doing. I'm flowing my gifts to other people, which is everything that I want. Um, so yeah, that moment, and I had one of those moments just now. Just now starting this podcast, because this podcast has been coming to fruition for a couple weeks now. and well, this this specific podcast with this title and this content and this direction has been coming to fruition for a couple weeks now. Me having a podcast has been something that I've wanted since I knew what podcasts were, and I've wanted to be a public speaker. Since I was probably seven years old when I very first got a taste of what it was like to give a speech. So, what are my goals with this podcast? My goal is to talk about the fact that yes, every single one of us is born with a set of natural talent, natural abilities, things that we can easily do. And then there are the things that we learn along the way. And I think a good healthy growth mindset requires that we put way more stuff in the pile of things that we could learn. You know, so often we we tell ourselves, well, I wasn't I wasn't born like that or, you know, I have social anxiety. That used to be something that I said and now I I don't resonate with that at all. I don't except for the first 15 minutes before the event starts, I really don't have social anxiety because I've learned how to meet that energy and how to maneuver it differently. And that's not something that happens overnight. That's not something that I did first crack out of the box. Um, There was a process. There was multiple experiences that unfolded and allowed me the opportunity to to envision that my life could be different, that I could, I could have a better life. I could I could stop holding myself back with my own fear, that I could, I could choose. I could choose to just go for it. And there's a story that I'm being called to tell you right now, um, which is, you know, you'll learn, is basically how I roll fly by the seat of my pants, and whatever comes up in the moment, that is relevant, and to just let that be it. So I've found personally that life is a lot easier when I operate like that. So the story I'm being called to tell you is about my social anxiety, about how I, and it's interesting, uh, for those of you that know about telling a better story, uh, right now, I'm, I'm feeling really, drawn to tell some of my old stories but i'm gonna try to tell this in a new story kind of way in a way that's honoring how far i've come since then so i'll say that mm, (laughs) that's a little bit of a challenge so maybe maybe here's another thing i've learned is to just let it be what it is so maybe the old version is the version i'm supposed to tell so here goes I moved to Dallas when I was 22 years old, Dallas, Texas. Um, I didn't know anyone there. I had gotten a job at a software company. I knew nothing about software. Uh, And as I was moving there, I genuinely thought that it was, I'm doing air quotes, it was too good to be true. And so I... I literally thought I was going to walk in on the first day and like all the office furniture would be vanished and there'd be like cords hanging from the ceiling and like an overturned trash can in the corner. Like that's, that's what I thought I was going to show up to. Like, you know, that was, that was my level of paranoia at the time. And (laughs) needless to say, that's obviously not how it worked out. I showed up. It's a beautiful space. It's a beautiful company. And I get started on my adventure there. Uh, As I moved there, I already knew that like making friends is not something that I'm really great at, but my career, my, my work and my ability to learn things and my ability to you know, set my, set my mind on a goal and, and to achieve it. Like I was always really good at that. So I'm like, okay, well I'm moving to Dallas because I want this experience and I'm going to work at the software company and it's okay that I have to learn a lot of stuff because I can learn a lot of stuff. So I'm just going to go for it. And the making friends part, I was kind of naive and was like, you know, like it'll work itself out. And it did like a year later. So like, that was like probably one of the lowest, points of my life. And it was really fascinating because on one hand, I'm working this really awesome paying job. So like on paper and financially, like I should be like the definition or like the epitome of happiness. And yet I go home I go home every night and like get takeout through the drive through and like go home and just be in my apartment. And then like on Friday night, go home and like, don't come back out of my apartment till Monday morning. Like that was the kind of lifestyle I was living. I gained 40 pounds in a year. I was so lonely. Like I was so alone. I had, oh my goodness. I had never felt that alone. Like eight hours from my family. I had a couple of people at work that I talked to at work, but like no friends. And that was my life. And like, it was fascinating because I wanted to quit. (laughs) I wanted to like go home and like be like, go back to where I was comfortable. Like I wanted to do that (sighs) like a million times and my bullheadedness that makes me so good At meeting my goals, it didn't let me quit. It made me stay. And like a year after, that's when I saw my all time high weight. I got on the scale one morning and was like, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Nobody's gonna come in here and take the donut out of your hand. Like you can keep eating like this, you can keep packing on 40 pounds a year for as long as you want. But oh my gosh, where are you going with this? (laughs) I had a real moment that day and was like, okay, so I'm on a mission. So I, I decide that I'm going to like lose weight, you know, like that's going to be my thing. Well, fast forward a few months and I had, I'd lost like 15 pounds. I was feeling really good and I was so sick and fucking tired of being this lonely. Like I, I want a friend I have, I'm a Gemini. I have lots of planets in Gemini. Like I need a friend. I need somebody to talk to. I'm going crazy. Like I need, you know, I need that interaction. And so I, I mustered the confidence. Oh my gosh, it was so hilarious. I had joined this mailing list for these football, K-State football meetups um, that happened there in Dallas, like right next to where I worked. I had joined this meetup or this email list to meet up with them. I don't know, like 16 months earlier, right when I moved there and I had never gone. I had gotten weekly emails for a year and a half and I had never gone. And so I decide, you know what, this weekend I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. And so I get dressed, I'm wearing my, my skinny jeans. Cause I was, you know, lost weight and I was looking real good. I had on like the one K state shirt that I owned I fixed my hair. I did my makeup. If you know me in real life, you know, these are not things that I do on a normal basis. I was looking real good. And so I get myself all pumped up and I, I walk. So I went to, well, I sometimes when my brain gets fast, gets going faster than my mouth can keep up with. So I parked over by my work because parking was free. If you've you know lived in a city, you get what I'm talking about. And I walked myself down three blocks to where this place was. And on the walk there, I experienced the dread that I was talking about at the beginning of like that 15 minutes right before it starts of like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you doing this to me? Why on earth would you be putting me through this? I'm telling this to myself. And I'm like, literally just like being stubborn against myself. Like, no, you said you were going to do this. So you're going to do this. So here I am walking up to the restaurant and this is the the chatter that's going on in my mind. And I walk in and like the whole place is full of K-State jerseys, like different shirts and whatever. And so I recognize like, oh my God, like this place is full of the people that I'm here to meet and instantly i'm overwhelmed. So like as i walk through the door, i never break stride. I go straight to the ladies' room, have a proper meltdown for like a solid 20 minutes. And as i'm pulling myself back together, the only way that i got myself to calm down was to tell myself that i could go home. That i didn't have to go back out there and socialize. I could literally walk out of the bathroom and i could go home. That you know, I sat alone in my apartment for almost a year and a half. So the fact that I even tried, I was satisfied. I was proud of myself in that moment for coming to this bar and having a breakdown in the bathroom. So that's how I got myself to cool my jets, to calm my tits. And even like, that's why I was able to get my composure was so that I could walk back through the bar and leave. That was the reason I had calmed down. And so as I left the bathroom and I am re-walking the path that I took from the front door, as I'm about halfway to the front door, I like randomly look over and it's a table with three guys and a girl and an empty seat right next to the path I'm on. And I can't even tell you what came over me. I mean, source, spirit, ancestors, uh, inner being, whatever you want to call it, I was inspired. In that moment, I looked at them and I said, can I sit there? And the girl that was there, she's like, totally come hang out. Oh my goodness. Do you want a beer? They had like a bucket on the table. I drank their beers. I hung out for like two hours. Her and I, we hung out a few other times after that. Like she was cool. And I, I just, I can't get over what a turning point that was in my life my willingness to go for it. Like my social anxiety had not subsided. I, I had a full on panic attack when I got there. <laughs> and still like the only way that I even had this experience, this beautiful experience where I actually met other people, um, the only way I did it was by quitting, which I find really fascinating, you know, like that I, mm, I gave up. I gave up. I was proud of myself. I was satisfied. I was content in that moment. And in giving up and letting myself do what I wanted to do, I was able to get what I wanted. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty of going for it. So this is just the first episode of these things that I've learned, these experiences where I... I deliberately practice skills that I do not possess, which means I deliberately put myself in situations that are uncomfortable, that are awkward, where I feel insecure, where I have moments of dread, like what the fuck am I doing to myself? And I can tell you right now, they all have a happy ending. So stick around, check out more episodes. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I also have a website, myintentionalgifts.com. If you ever want to check that out, I do lots and lots and lots of different things. If you like my podcast, keep listening. I'll be here next time. Thank you and have a lovely day.